Oh, man, I am so excited. I may vomit. Party. Hello and welcome to episode two of Friends Talking Friends. I'm Megan. I'm Chrissy. And I'm Katie. And today we're going to be discussing the pilot episode with you. Um, so first up, we want to, so everybody knows, we literally just watched the pilot. That's kind of going to be the setup of the episodes. We're going to watch it and then immediately record. So everything is fresh in our minds. Fresh friends. Fresh friends. (laughs) Um, So first up, we're going to do a Friends Fast 15. So what that means is it is a 15 second synopsis one by one. I'm going to go first since I'm the novice. And this is the first time I ever saw the episode. So it's probably going to be real great. Um, We're going to go in order of expertise. So it'll be me, and then Katie, and then Chrissy. All right. I know. This is like, I'm getting a little nervous about this. 15 seconds. You could talk. I could be like, Chrissy, what happens in episode 96? And you'd be like, well, let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) You're fine. I mean, maybe. All right, Meg, are you ready? No. Get steady. All right, so we start in the coffee shop called Central Perk, and Rachel comes in in a wedding dress, and she's supposed to get married, but then she decides not to, and she's going to go to Aruba. And then they're talking, and Monica goes on a date, and then Ross and Rachel have a moment. Wow, 14 and a half. (gasps) Nice. Wow. I'm going to be cut off. I'm going (laughs) to (laughs) be cut off. Well, you're like super fans, so you're going to try and fit in all these details that like we didn't remember, but you know. (laughs) Are you ready? No. Go. All right, we're introduced to all of the friends. There's six of them, and they all have different personalities and bring something different to the show. And Rachel comes in in the wedding dress because she was supposed to get married, but she left her husband, not husband, Barry, at the altar, whatever. And then uh, coffee shop and stuff. <laughs> 14 <laughs> points, yeah. That was terrible. Thank you. <laughs> all right, Chrissy, you got 15 I, I'm not, seconds. It's, it's impossible. <laughs> Guys, I can't. All right, I'm, <clears throat> I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, ready, set, go. We start in Central Park, the coffee house, with all the friends talking. Rachel comes in in a wedding dress. She leaves her fiancé at the altar, ends up living with Monica. Monica goes on a date. Rachel, oh, I'm sorry, ah! Ross and Chandler and Joey move into their new apartment. Uh, yes, yes, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. That was 15 seconds. Oh, my God. That was actually 15 and a half. I gave you a little Thanks. half second there. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, oh no, I can't. There's too much going on. Yeah, but see, you already said things in a way that, like, I was trying to say them, but my brain was like, nope. Don't, don't say it. It's nope. too long. It's yeah. too long. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So do you want to fill us in on things we forgot in the synopsis? Would you like to give us a full, actual, not rushed synopsis? I would love to. <laughs> Lay it on me. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, we, we start out at Central Perk, which is the coffee house um, that the friends, they live in that building, the apartment building. The coffee house is below them. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, so it's you probably won't catch. I guess that you won't catch that in the first episode. I didn't really think about it, hmm. but okay, cool. Yeah. So they that's where the coffee house is. So we start out with them. Um, so we have Monica, Chandler, Joey, Phoebe, and e. that's yeah, that's all in the coffee house. They're talking about uh, Monica's going on a date with someone, and they're kind of teasing her a little bit um, about the guys she's going to go out with, and 
are you sure there's nothing wrong with him? Because you're dating him type thing. <laughs> um, and then the next scene, Ross comes in and he's very glum and sad. And we find out that he, his wife leaves him because she is a lesbian. So they kind of, he's a little bit depressed and they kind of talk to him and tease him a little bit as well. Then Rachel comes in, and she is in a wedding dress, and everyone looking at her like she's crazy. Because That was great. <laughs> Whenever, like, she came in, and then, it was like, right before that, Ross said all he wanted to do was get married, and then, like, Rachel <laughs> comes in in a wedding dress, and Chandler was like, I want a million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> out of Perfect. Uh, so she comes in, and, um, you know, they, she realizes, she finds Monica. She hasn't seen her in a long time. They went to high school together. And she's like, oh, yo, Monica, I'm trying to find you. Yay. You know, the guy with the big hammer said you would be here <laughs> at the coffee shop. So you're here. Yay. And, um, you know, she introduces her to everybody. And um, you, you find out then that Monica and Ross are brother and sister. And they all went to the same high school. Rachel, Monica, and Ross go to Lincoln High School. Are they, they twins? Know. They are not twins. Oh, okay. Ross is older, two years older or something like that. Um, so... Oh, he did say older brother later in the episode. Never yes. So then they start talking and they, you know, Rachel explains why the heck she left Barry at the altar. She says that he looks like Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> <laughs> it just hit me. I knew he looked familiar. <laughs> so <laughs> she, Do we um, ever get to see Barry? You will see him later on in the Does first season. Does he look like Mr. Potato Head? Mm, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. I didn't like put two and two together. I don't think he looks like Mr. Potato Head. Maybe you'll see it. We'll have to look. Maybe we'll he doesn't have, have the mustache or anything. Maybe they should have casted him better. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, but yes, you'll you'll we'll meet him in a few episodes. He comes in. Um, so they explain. You know, he, she explains that she just doesn't love Barry, and you know she's got to get out of there. That's not the kind of scene for her. She wants to be a hat, not a shoe. Exactly. So we next scene no, we don't see them. Buy me a hat. <laughs> I am a hat. That's a metaphor. <laughs> So then the next scene, we see them in their apartment, Monica's apartment, and Rachel's on the phone with her dad trying to explain that, hey, dad, I'm not, you know, I just don't love him. I'm not coming back. You know, I'm going to try and start a new life. And apparently I'm staying with Monica. And Monica is just like, um, we didn't really talk about this, but sure, I guess you can stay here. <laughs> so all the friends kind of, you know, they're BSing and having a good time. And um, the next... Could you imagine doing that to somebody? <laughs> That's crazy, right? I'll like, just stay here with her. Literally uh, haven't talked to you in probably years. Hey, I just showed up in my wedding dress. I left my fiancé. By the way, not even going to ask you. I'm living with you. Yeah, pretty much. Like, like so I would think that that is just, like, a horrible friend, to be honest. <laughs> I'd be like, um, what? No. Yeah, that was pretty weird. So I think it, you, you get a sense of what how Monica is and the character she is. Is she a pushover? Yes. And <laughs> she... You'll get the little glimpses of that, but she is strong. She's a strong character as well. So you kind of get that she's she would do anything for her friends. She's very loyal. Um, like a Hufflepuff. I was just going to say, she's very Puff-like. So you kind of get that sense of her right away. Because she's just like, okay, I guess you're staying with me, and that's I'm fine with it. So I think that's a cool little tidbit that you get from her. Um, so then all the friends kind of kind of divvy off and do their night, do, you know, whatever they want at nighttime. The boys go off to Ross's apartment, and they go put together some furniture because, as we know, he moved out um, because, you know, him and his ex-wife, you know, got divorced. So um, and he got nothing. He got nothing. No TV. No stereo. 
it's just them. <laughs> <laughs> so the boys go off and they put the, the furniture together. Rachel ends up staying home at the apartment and just watching, I think it was Happy Days. <laughs> and um, I loved Happy Days. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, Phoebe, you don't see, oh, you see Phoebe at the subway. She's playing her guitar. And Monica goes on a date with Paul the wine guy. And this is the, um, the guy that they're talking about in the beginning of the episode. So they're on the date and Paul basically tells Monica that he was not able, he got divorced recently, well, somewhat recently, and was not able to perform sexually for two years. And she's very shocked by that. What a dick move. Yeah. And you find out why that's a dick move at the next scene. Um, where, you know, in the morning they end up sleeping together. And in the morning... Um, oh, wow. He was cured really quick, huh? What's that? He was cured really quick. Oh, yeah. Quick. He was quick. He was very cured. Uh, so basically Monica thinks Maybe that... Maybe he was quick. She... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Monica <laughs> thinks it was all hers, obviously. So in the next morning, all the friends are back at the apartment. And they see Paul leaving. And they're all kind of tease her a little bit. Uh, she goes to work. She's a chef. You find that out as well. She's a chef. And she is talking with her chef buddy. And <laughs> chef buddy. she's like, oh, man, you had sex, didn't you? And she's like, how do you do that? What do you mean? And she's like, who'd you have sex with? And he tells, you know, she tells her that it's Paul the wine guy. And she's like, oh, yeah, I know him. Um, you know, I take credit for him because, you know, he wasn't be able to do it before me. So you figure out that it was just a line that he was giving Monica just so he can get her in a bed. So she's distraught and upset that why would someone do such a thing? And all the friends kind of tease her again that, <laughs> of course it's a line. What do you mean? Like, he wanted to get you into bed, duh. Um, and that's pretty much, you kind of, there's a little bit more tidbits in there. Um, you figure out Phoebe a little bit, just the quirky, weird um, massage therapist that is just very hippie-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and she's... You find a little bit about her background. Um, her she was, lived on the streets since she was fourteen, or at fourteen, after her mom killed herself. Her stepdad goes to prison, and she kind of hops around a little bit, try to try to live on her own. And that's kind of that is a, continues on throughout the series. That that's Phoebe's life before she meets her friends. Um, and she's got a much better life than she did when she was, a, you know, a teenager. I feel like like how she is is the only way that you can deal with all of that. Oh, yeah, because yeah. she's so upbeat and more, yeah. like, it's cool. Like, it's I, I lived through it, and I'm good. Yeah, I lived through it. I'm past it. Better than that. That's a lot yeah. for 24 minutes. There is a lot happening in that episode. They packed a lot. Um, actually, at the end of it, Ross and Rachel, as Meg mentioned in her 15 Friends, what is it called? Friends Fast 15. Um, is this your podcast? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> she mentions that Ross and Rachel have a moment because um, Ross asks Rachel if he can ask her out sometime. She says, well, yeah, maybe. And that's basically the end of the episode. And then she doesn't eat the Oreo. She does not eat the Oreo. She wasted the cream. She got more she got of the, the cream. cream. Yeah, yeah, he gave her the cream part and she just left it on the on the table. Oh, and she we find out that she gets the job at Central Park at oh, the yeah. end of the episode. Mm-hmm. So she's a waitress at, at the she coffee got, house. She but got she one of those has jobs somebody things. else do her yes. job. <laughs> a customer. She's like, can you give that to the guy over there? And she hands him off a coffee pot. And the guy's <laughs> and like, like, what? And she's like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> go on, go on. Um, but that's hopefully not that long of a quick synopsis. Oh, we good. On the, on the episode there. Um, so this is kind of just going to be like a this episode thing, I think, unless new characters come along, but like we wanted to talk about 
the main six and just give like a little, I don't know, summary of who they are from what we've seen so far. Yeah. So um, I'll start with Phoebe. Um, she is hilarious, in my opinion. So she, like Chrissy said in the synopsis, she's quirky. Um, she had a lot of stuff happen to her before, like, up to this point, we found out in, like, a super short period of time, but the way that she, like, said it was so nonchalant and whatever, like, this happened clearly this happened she's moved happened. past it. Yeah. Um, so she's had a lot of stuff go on, but now she's a massage therapist, she's all about, like, your aura, and she sings in the subway for some change, even if it's not very good, she does it. <laughs> Um, and yeah, she's just like quirky, funny, sings a lot. She'll like, what, they were like talking and she was just like singing what they were saying, which was funny. <laughs> oh, am I doing it again? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and then we have Monica. So Monica, I like how you described her. She's clearly like really loyal to her friends. Um, she kind of comes off as a pushover in this episode because like Rachel just is like, yeah, I'm going to stay with you. And Monica just accepted it. Um, but, and also, like, she just believed Paul's line. But, like, honestly, you can't blame her for that. I mean, that's what men like that do. You shouldn't Jerks. be doing douche stuff like that, man. Exactly. For real. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm. we didn't really learn a whole lot about her, though. But I'm excited to learn more about her. A lot of people say that I'm Monica. Like, if you were to, like, give your friends, a personality, like, from friends, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, you're Monica. So I'm curious to see why. <laughs> um, I guess I like that she's loyal. So, yeah. Yeah. Katie. So um, then we have Chandler, who is, just from what I know, my favorite, still currently. He's super sarcastic. Let's talk about that bowler shirt, Phoebe. though. The what shirt? That bowler shirt. <laughs> Bro, I know it's the 90s, but uh, no. Um, yeah, just every scene, he's got that sarcastic line, and I love it. It's hilarious. He's the one that was, like, telling the story at Central Park, too. Like, in the beginning and end of the episode, he mm -hmm. was, like... About his dream. Yeah. Yeah. And then Joey, who I knew of just from, like, watching pieces and episodes, is, like, not the dumb one, but, like... I guess the dumb one, yeah. And, like, just funny, though, as well. But now, like, seeing the beginning, like, he's a total, like, womanizer. And he's, like, going on a date. He's, he leaves um, Chandler and Ross to go on a date. And he's like, is it, this, is it this her name or is this her name? And then Chandler's like, this one does this and this one does that. And he's like, oh, okay, so it's Julia. It's like, whoa, how many guys are, how many girls are you on a date with? Um, but he seems funny, too. Yeah. Um, you don't really get the sense of... Joey being the dumb one in the beginning of these episodes. You Isn't will, that what he is later? Yeah, you will get that. Yeah. Um, th this one is just focusing on he's a womanizer because he hits on Rachel. Yeah, at, at the beginning like, there right away. <laughs> like, okay. like she just left her wedding and he's like, "If you ever need a friend, <laughs> <laughs> I got you." <laughs> Chandler's gone quite a lot. <laughs> oh man! So now we have. Um, Rachel, so we obviously understand that in, throughout this episode, she is a daddy's girl, um, rich, so her, her, her folks kind of took care of her money-wise and, and all that kind of stuff. She ends up cutting 
um, her credit cards apart throughout the episode because she's got to realize that she has to pay for things on her own if she's going to be on her own. And her dad cannot give her the money anymore. Um, you realize she's, she's a sweetie as well. She's, um, you might want to think that she's kind of a brat, but she's, like, sweet and she's caring. Um, and she doesn't really have that snob attitude, I don't think, because she's just very... She's she's nice. Seems too. kind of ditzy. She's yeah, the ditzy type. Yeah, she's just very like innocent and like she doesn't yeah. have very much innocent. world experience. She yes. has like she has privilege, but she doesn't flaunt it. Exactly. Which Thank I you. yeah, yes, but which I does. liked. Like she clearly comes from privilege. She doesn't know what a job is. <laughs> wait, wait, to, you all have jobs? <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't know how to make coffee, like simple things, you know? So, but it's like she comes across in a funny way instead of like a, oh my God, she's so annoying way. Yes, for sure. Plus she didn't just like whine. She was just like, all right, I'll go get a job. And yeah, she right, went and right got away, a job. Right yeah. away. Yeah. She didn't like just sit on her butt that day and was like, well, I don't know what else to do. Right. Um, and then we have Ross, our last one here. He is, you, you, um, you kind of figure out that he's kind of funny. He has some sarcastic remarks, kind of like Chandler, just a little bit here and there. So you kind of get that he's funny. Um, right off the bat, divorce number one. Um, he's got, he's, you know, gets left by the, by his ex-wife. Um, I love their, their chemistry that they have. You see her, his ex-wife a couple of times throughout the first season, actually throughout the entire series. And they have a really cute relationship. Um, but anyway, it gets to the point of what I'm saying. So Ross is, um, I don't even know how you describe him in, in this episode. Kind of a Debbie Downer. He kind of looks yeah, like a lost cute. little puppy. I was literally just going to say that. Because <laughs> he, he's complaining like about... Like a puppy in the rain, because he comes in with an umbrella, <laughs> and he's like just, he's just bummed out. Yeah. yeah. Bummed out. And he talks about his ex a lot, and the guys are just like, stop it. Like, we don't want to hear anymore. But I appreciate that he does that. Like, he clearly is a sensitive soul. Yes. And I like exactly. that. Yes. He seems the most real to me out of all of the characters so far. Yeah, he's ve- he is very sensitive. Thank you. Actually, that's a great word to describe him. You'll find out that he gets pretty sensitive and um, very emotional type of a guy. I like men like that. <laughs> I mean, I realize that I've married a woman, but I do like men that are sensitive. You might like uh, Ross then. Yeah. Um, and you re- find out later that he has, at the end of the episode, that he had a major crush on Rachel in high school. And he just always had the type. He was a geek. He was probably really shy. Um, so that's all those, those um, what's the word? Like, attributes, I guess, mm. of, of his character all into one. So he's kind of cool. I, I like him, too. I don't know who the heck my favorite would be out of the six. They all have their own personalities and they're all fun together so i know that i said phoebe a second ago i want her to be my favorite but i think ross is my favorite right now just because like i said like he is the most real of a person to me so far like like i could relate to him in terms of like his emotions feel real his i I don't know how how else to explain it like chandler is just like a funny guy and joey is just this womanizer like they're very stereotypical right now they're characters they are clearly a character whereas like ross just feels like a person that makes sense i can see that i didn't I like, like that. i didn't like ross until we just watched this and i was like oh no i, I get it i get it yeah same yeah um <laughs> chrissy's making faces <laughs> i am <laughs> 
Um, also, side note, I thought that I had watched the pilot before, but I think that I didn't even get to any part where, like, Rachel wasn't in her wedding dress. Like, I think I literally only watched probably five minutes of it, and I turned it off. That's fair. The pilot is not the greatest. No, it's, I mean, like, it was it was fine. I don't know why. I Chrissy didn't. keeps saying that, but I had real LOLs. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. It is funny. But compared to what the rest of the series is, like, this is just like, meh. <laughs> I get that from like a from like where you stand. I totally get well, that. Well, thinking like, of other shows, like the first couple episodes are usually a lot of intro material. It takes a minute. Right. Like think of a book, you know. Like I like if anybody um, who's listening is a listener of our other podcast, Swish and Flick, they know my story of how long it took me to read the first book because it was like those first chapters I just couldn't get into. But Harry then Potter. once Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Did I say that? <laughs> nope. Oh, I said swish and flick. Harry Potter. <laughs> um, yeah, so Harry Potter, at, like, those first three, I think it was three chapters, I just, like, couldn't go past them. And, like, for forever, I was, you know, afterwards, after I finally did read it, I was like, ah, damn, if I had just kept going earlier, I could have been into the series earlier. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that could have happened with this, too. Like, had I just pushed through the pilot, maybe I would have been into it more. Yeah. But... That's why we're doing this. We'll get there. All right. This is all you, Chrissy. All right. Because we know nothing. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So this part, we're going to talk about facts on the episode, or the show. Sorry. Facts of the show in general. So I found some interesting things that um, was really cool, actually. So we found that David Crane and Marta Kaufman are the series writers, and they pitched the idea to NBC in December 1993. The um, the pilot doesn't get released on TV until September 22nd, 1994, which is why we are launching it today, the Woo! 22nd, which is yeah. really cool. It's our 25th anniversary of the pilot, which is pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, so in, instead, sorry. No, it's okay. I was just wondering, did David Crane and Martha Kaufman write all the way through the end? They did, yep. They were the okay. same writers the entire That's cool, entire because time. some shows lose their writers halfway through, and, and then change. it goes downhill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, no, the, the writers stay the same, uh, which is really cool, because you kind of get the sense all the way through, like you said, so that's cool. Um, so originally, the name of the show was Insomnia Cafe. That was the name all the way up, basically, to until NBC really said yes to it and started getting the characters and, I'm sorry, the actors, I should say, all together. So that was the name of the, of the show. And of the cafe. Yeah. Um, I believe so. Actually, I have to, I have to look that up. I'm not sure. If anyone else knows, let us know. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but yeah, Insomnia Cafe was the name of the show for, up, up until like, just about ready to start filming. Um, and then the producers kind of were talking about changing the name. It wasn't sure, it wasn't sticking, it wasn't catchy enough so it was changed to across the hall and we find out why in the first episode because the, all the friends live within an apartment from each other um except for ross and phoebe they don't live across the hall quote quote they live close by but they don't live in the same building but the two you know rachel monica joey and chandler live legit across the hall um then it was changed to friends like us and then finally they dropped the like us and just friends was the one that stuck was catchy and clear. So that's what how the name started. It's cool to see the like to know the process. Not what I, that's not what I meant to say. It's cool to know like how they got there. Yeah. 
Instead know? of just being like, it was this, this, and then this. You know what I mean? Like, but, but at the same, like, Insomnia Cafe, it's weird name, in my opinion. I think it's a weird name. That makes it sound name. like they're all doing stuff at night. Exactly. You know what I, I, mean? I agree. I, I'm glad it's not, they changed that. Yeah. And across the hall only makes sense for some of them, so why call it that? Yep. Exactly. Friends like us is okay, but I think that like the catchier thing is just let's keep it simple. It's like with Facebook. It was the Facebook, and he was like, "Drop the the," and then it's perfect. perfect. Yeah, it's more catchy (laughs) and like rolls off the tongue and fast. And if you think of like popular TV shows, most of them are not more than two words. That's true. That's true. To one or two words, I like my favorites to come to mind are like Breaking Bad, Dexter, Downton Abbey. Right. Shortened to the point. Yeah. Grey's Anatomy. And then, yeah. Right. You know, yeah, Seinfeld, they're all. Frasier. One or two words. If you go more than that, it's just like too much. We're actually saying it wrong. It's F dot, R dot, I dot, E dot. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. <laughs> um, so I mentioned earlier that the original air date was September 22nd. That's when it was, the first pilot was on, on TV. Um, the, the pilot was taped on May 4th, 1994. It was on um, in Warner Brothers Studio in Burbank, Burbank, California. You can tour there. Yes, you can. You can and see you can it. see Central Perk and I. Let's and the go, couch. guys. Let's go. I think that's I a business trip. I feel like trip. you can sit on the couch. I, I'm not positive, but oh. I looked into it when we were out there to go to Disneyland. Yes. And I know that that is, like, the big drawing point for the Warner Brothers tour there is the Friends, you know, Central Perk and the couch. Very cool. Um, for our logo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Take That's a picture. Super, super sweet. <laughs> um, so another little fact on that one, since it was filmed in Burbank, California, at Warner Brothers, the um, pilot episode in the beginning with the credits, they are all dancing around and being silly at, the fount- at a fountain. And you feel, I think they're trying to... F- make you feel that it's a Central Park fountain in New York City, because that's where the, the episode, or the whole series is set is in New York City. Um, but it actually is not. Um, it wasn't filmed there. It was, again, filmed on the Warner Brothers studio in Burbank. So that was kind of cool. Um, so Did they ever go, like, film remotely anywhere? Or was it... I think, you, you I think that that's, you know, the street where they show... The buildings um, the and building, stuff? The building, everything is actually in New York. But, the like, room. they probably just sent a crew and none of the actors. Much. And, yeah. Like, I would second, imagine. what is that called? Like, second production or something like that. It's, like, not the main people. It's, like, the secondary. I don't know. That's how it is for movies, at least. That's fair. Where they just go get, like, general shots with no actors. B-roll. That's probably what they did. B-roll, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, at the end of this... Um, NBC, at the end of the pilot, NBC ordered 12 more episodes of the first season, and it was watched by 22 million viewers, so it, then at this point, it was the 15th most watched television show of the week. So, wow, um, 15th? Mm-hmm. So at this time, they had what, it was, Seinfeld was, was oh. at that time. Oh, yeah. Um, I think maybe Frasier was at that time, too. Sounds yeah. about right. And all those big, those big ones that were on at, the, at that point. Happy Days? Um, That's earlier. <laughs> I think it was earlier. This is the early 90s. But what a good time. What a good time for sitcoms. That was like prime sitcom yes. time. Yes. Um, actually, was, this is a really interesting fact that I thought you would like. Um, a lot of the newspapers and everything were writing reviews about the, the pilot episode. They were all like, um, it's okay. It's fine. It's kind of funny, but whatever. Like, it's very, they had a lot of okay um, reviews for it. 
But the one thing that they did like was for their cast was David Schwimmer, who plays Ross, that he was complimented in this episode. Hmm. The rest of them were just the okays. So David Schwimmer was really like, he did well in this episode. And that's nice. cool that you said that he you liked his... I thought that his, like, acting was acting the best. Was, yeah, and that he got I complimented agree. well on that from all the newspapers and the reviewers and everything, hmm. which is pretty sweet. Um, Good for him. I like him. So at this point, um, they, we had, they had a thousand actors replied for the call-outs for Whoa. the auditions. Uh, only 75 of them were, um, were called in to read by the casting director. Uh, so David Schumer was the first one to be cast. I'm going to try to make this quick. I'm long-winded. <laughs> um, okay. You're fine. <laughs> so he was first to be cast. Um, David Crane Marta Kaufman saw him um, in another in a movie or something like that he was doing, and they, they liked him, and they kind of wrote the Ross character with him in mind. Oh, that's um, fun. Yeah, so he didn't. he still had an audition. They still auditioned other people. Um, actually, the guy from Will and Grace, Eric McCormick, the Will from Will and Grace. Yes. He auditioned many times for the uh, the part of Ross, and he was Aww. going to be... He was, him. like, second? He was second to I could to do. see it, but David's better yep. for Ross. So, yeah. um, they basically, since they written the part for him in mind, I think that's they had to give everyone a chance. But, but like, they but knew that it was going to be him. Ultimately, David Schwimmer got that, that role, obviously. So, Courtney Cox, as known as Monica... Uh, she... Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> I missed it. <laughs> no, I just didn't know that was Courtney Cox. <laughs> I, I thought you were being but... sarcastic. <laughs> no, I had no idea. <laughs> so Courtney yeah, Cox. That, that makes sense. I see it. Yep. <laughs> I see it. She looks just like her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Courtney Cox is Monica. Um, she actually originally read the script for Rachel. Um, they wanted her for Rachel, but she said that she had more of a interest in Monica, and she mm. had more of a connection with her. So she asked to read for Monica, which she did, and um, she they liked her a lot for that. So they they casted her next. Was this like one of her first roles, or did she do she, more before this? She did more before this. She was probably most famous out of all six of the actors at this point. She was in um, Good Grief. I think she did, like, a music video with Bruce Springsteen. Um, wow. I don't know if that was before or after she was Bruce. signed on to Friends. But cool. she did a lot of um, commercials and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Uh, so then the next one to be cast was Jennifer Aniston. We got, uh, she plays Rachel. She had... Originally, she was going to be um, considered for Monica. So both <laughs> of them switched. That's nice. hilarious. Uh, and Jennifer Aniston, again, same thing as... Courtney, she's like, I have more of a connection with Rachel. And that's how that ended up. She had a contract with CBS at this point called Muddling Through. It was a TV show. Um, it did not go well. Um, so they really that muddled was, that one. Friends, up. Friends was second. <laughs> that was actually pretty funny. <laughs> so Jennifer Aniston is pretty much known because of Friends. And then Definitely. her fame came after, like, yes. her, more of her more fame of came fame. after. Because yeah. um, the. Interesting. She, this this friends the role in friends was the second thing like if the muddling through didn't do well then she would be she would have been cast for friends obviously muddling through did not do well and she also was supposed to be going on to SNL actually mm. oh um, at this point and again it was like if friends takes off she didn't have the time or wanted to do the commitment for SNL 
Hmm. Actually, I found another interesting fact that her and Adam Adam Sandler are were very good friends since they were like kids. What? Oh, so, I love Adam Sandler. Yeah. Well, and Adam at that point was probably on SNL, he right? Yes. Yeah, so he saw uh-huh. her leaving um, the office as, talking to Lauren Michaels, and he was like, "Oh man, is that Jen? Like, is she gonna join us? Like, that's awesome." And then um, she ends up telling him, "No, no, I'm gonna be doing Friends," and he's like, "What is that Friends business? Like, <laughs> oh, like, that's stupid. Whatever, whatever." And obviously ends up to be a huge success so he's very happy for her <laughs> for his friend so well he also got major success even beyond SNL he so. did he did so I thought it was really cool that they ended up they were very good friends since they were 12 years old until That's now cool. they're they're good friends which I is love neat. Adam Sandler I do too. I do too he needs to do more movies that aren't dumb agreed like when, in, his, in like, like the 90s his movies were hilarious oh my god happy yeah like what happened Gilmore. to him I mean <laughs> Big Daddy, Happy Jackass. Gilmore, Billy Madison. <laughs> I can quote his movies all day. Oh, yes. God. Um, so, where are we? We're in Jennifer Aniston. Okay, so, um, for Matt LeBlanc, he plays Joey. They wanted Joey, Joey's character to be Guy's Guy. We definitely get that in the pilot. Mm-hmm. Um, he loves women, sports, New York, women, women, women. <laughs> and yep. it's that's basically how he comes off in the pilot episode. Um, he wasn't really developed very much in the script. Uh, we kind of find out that, or I found out reading this, he wasn't really, we just know that he's a womanizer and uh, we'll just go with the flow and, and figure out how he comes out with more writing. Um, so I Matt LeBlanc, like you use his experience playing the Italian dim character from Vinny and Bobby he was in right at that point. And, um, he had... Is he Italian? Um... No, what's I Matt LeBlanc? That LeBlanc. would be, like, I don't, French? I don't think he is Italian, but I could be wrong. He looks like he could be, he though. He could be. Yeah. Um, he actually had, like, no money to his name when he got hired. For Like, hmm. I think the first thing he bought with his paycheck was a hot meal. Like, he had, like, $8 oh, or something to his name. He was just did not have any money at this point. Um, he had to audition eight times, which is the longest out of all the friends. He, and he finally got the part when he did a, um, a scene with... Lisa Kudrow, who plays Phoebe, and Monica, which is Courtney Cox. He did a scene together with them, and that's when he he was hired on the spot for that. Um, And then Chandler and Phoebe were hired, or was originally written to be secondary characters. They really weren't supposed to be big-time things, but they kind of moved away from that. that. Um, So Chandler, or Matthew Perry, he was turned down. He wanted to audition many times, but they turned him down because he was on an episode, um, doing involvement as um, LAX 2194, it was a television show. So, like, you're already spoken for. I don't know what that is. It was a show that didn't actually did not take off. So um, they were like, you already have a job. This is going to be commitment. No, you're, you know, stop asking, basically. So finally... Um, that LAX 9124 never took off after the pilot, so he asked again to audition, and then he was granted an audition finally. Um, and he got the part under a week, so it was fast for him. See, like, I told he you. Knew. Yep, <laughs> yep. Um, and this is the last one, finally. We get to Phoebe, who plays, uh, who got played by um, Lisa Kudrow, and she... Marta, Marta Kaufman, David Crane, saw her on as Ursula... And Mad About You and liked that character. They actually have Ursula later on in Friends. She pokes in a little bit, but that's Phoebe's twin sister. You find that out a little later. (laughs) Um, So they they had that in mind. They kind of wanted that kind of a character for Phoebe. So they asked Lisa Kudrow um, 
and she actually was the second person to be cast after oh, um, okay. after David. So I, I messed that up there. That's Sorry. okay. Um, and then all they all were hired, and they did a read-through on April 28th, 94, and then they filmed in May. May. So it was a wow. quick, quick thing. So they was on the NBC, obviously, September 22nd, 94. 8.30 to 9 was their time slot at that point. That's, that's a, a good pretty good slot. time. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. Me, that's prime what time. Day the, do you know what day of the week um, that Day of the week. That's a good question. I thought they used to... They used to um, I can look that up. It was either Tuesday or Thursday, I think that was their, was their nightly thing, something familiar. like that. Um, actually, yeah, look it up. But they got a score of 14.7 out of 23 from the Nielsen rating. What? Um, at that wait, point. Wait, you have 0 to 23? That's what it uh, says here, yeah. So People are weird. 94, weird. right? Yes, 94. <laughs> Scrolling um, back in your calendar app. September? <laughs> yeah. Thursday, 22nd. Yeah, okay, so, yeah, 22nd. So that's when it was... It's a good spot. The Thursdays at 8.30 to 9. That was their... I think it was basically prime time at mm-hmm. that point. Mm-hmm. So, um, as I said earlier, they had a lot of okay feedback on their on their reviews. Nothing too crazy. Um, but they did realize they had, a, you know, good chemistry, a great ensemble together. It's likable. Um, you realize that it's real, because all the friends are kind of like, yeah, we have to have jobs and go to work all the time, and pay rent and like you kind of get like the real thing from them so that's just like real life yeah that's basically what they wanted to promote and you get that right away so those are some facts that's like the the episode that's like i feel like that's what made a 90s sitcom so um successful because it was always relatable yes like with seinfeld what is the premise of seinfeld Literally, the nothingness that goes on in everyday life yeah. made into a show. Right. So you can relate to it. This, you instantly want to be thing. a part of their group. You want to yeah, be friends like, with the friends. Oh, look, they're friends. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're literally just talking about things that I would talk about with my friends. Right. And it's instantly relatable. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that, yeah, like what Katie said, like, that was the success of the 90s sitcom in general. All, I mean, think about all of them Frasier, Seinfeld, Friends. Mm-hmm. I don't know other ones from that time period, but literally those three right there, it's it's the same concept, yeah, you, but you just different do. characters, so that's what made the shows different. Right. But yeah, you definitely want to be like, you want to be part of the group, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Like, I wish I had friends that live right across the hall and be and just walk through the door and be like, hey, and, and nothing. Mm-hmm. That's like such a cool thing. Definitely. And like, who wouldn't want Seinfeld as a friend? Or like, <laughs> you know, yeah, or like a quirky friend like Phoebe, or... right. Yeah, I don't know. I just like they're all relatable in different ways, and they accept each other. They're all so different, but they all like the weirdness of Phoebe is just like you would be like normally they'd be like okay, but they just like (laughs) go along like all right, like don't cleanse my aura. I know (laughs) I know I I appreciate it, but like I'm not in the mood right now. Okay, like and she's just like fine, I fine, I don't have to. She's like fine, have a murky aura. (laughs) (laughs) Um, all right. All right, so um, thoughts on the show before, like, before watching this episode, right? I had always, so if you guys haven't learned voices yet, I'm Megan. So I've never, I've never watched Friends before, which I know for my age range is very odd. Um, I don't really, like, know why I didn't watch it in the 90s. I was very much focused on... Disney and Harry Potter. And that was really it. 
if it wasn't on Disney and it wasn't a Harry Potter DVD, I know that that was like the early 2000s, but like <coughs> VHS. <coughs> VHS. <or> VHS. <laughs> um, I just really didn't watch it. So like the TV shows that I watched or, or Nickelodeon. So it's like yeah, I yes. watched, you know, I watched Are You Afraid of the Dark? I watched Hey Arnold Rugrats. Hey Arnold Rugrats. Yeah, like all of those like Angry cartoons. And, like, <laughs> because like, so this premiered in 94. I was four. I know all of us. So all of us were. Yeah. But um, I was not watching sitcoms. I, I wasn't really a big Seinfeld. Like I like Seinfeld, but I wasn't somebody who like watched every episode. Same with Frasier. Like I just, I don't know. I just didn't. And maybe it's because like, my parents weren't into it. And I think that that probably has a lot to do with, with it. Like with people my age, I feel like you usually just watched what your parents watched or what Mm -hmm. they put on for you. And friends was just never put on. And I, I don't know why my mom didn't put it on, but she didn't. She was kind of like me in the sense of like, Oh, you want to sit down and watch something? Let's put in a Disney movie. Like legitimately, that's just all we did. I watched Cinderella over and over and over again, little mermaid over and over and over again. So like, Sitcoms just weren't my thing. So it's not that I ever, like, didn't like the idea of watching Friends. I just never did. Um, so I never, like, had anything against it. It's just, like, by the time I knew people who were into it, I felt so out of the loop at that point and, like, was so far behind, it felt not worth it to me to go back and, like, watch it all. You know Makes what I sense. mean? Makes sense. Fair. So I never, like, I never had anything against it. I just felt overwhelmed with the prospect of having to watch all the episodes that I was behind. Well, now you have a nice layout. Right. Schedule. Like, I'm, ex- <laughs> no, like, I'm, ex- I'm excited to watch it because, like, all of my friends have, like, inside jokes with friends and I'm just like. I want to know. I don't get it, but okay, that's funny, sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I. I'm excited to watch it. I don't have any bad thoughts about it at all. I like, there's nothing that I, like, I don't think I'm going to hate it or anything. I, I think I'll like it. I like Seinfeld. And I, it's like, like Katie was saying, same concept. It's just different characters. So. Yeah. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. I basically feel the same. As, I think I said this in our intro. Um, I'm just excited to like act. Cause I've seen pieces, 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 pieces. I'm excited to actually like see the whole thing. Know the story. Yeah, know the stories instead of like, yeah, I think this happens, but I know that maybe this falls apart or like that doesn't actually work out, but I don't know if it eventually does. You know what I mean? So it'll be cool to actually have a full picture. And I only know like a handful of things that happened just because like it's pop culture at this point and everybody talks about it, but I don't necessarily know like, like what Katie said. I don't know like how it gets to that point. Yeah. So. Nice. I'm excited for you guys to watch it. It'll be fun. Yippee. I'm um, also interested to discuss and watch and see how jokes have aged over the year. Years. Yeah. Because, like, there were some questionable moments in the pilot episode, but, like, I still, like, I still, like, they're funny, but it's also, like, that would not happen in a show now. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you you'll get some questionable ones, but again, like that was you the realize 90s. that was the '90s. Like they were, I think, allowed to do or say more than they are now for sure. No, mm-hmm. no question. Yeah. 
Um, so at this point, I have some facts on the after show episode only. So only a couple of them this time. But I thought they were pretty pretty cool. So the pilot, it was also known as the one where it all began. Or the one where Monica gets her roommate. Or the first one. <laughs> so, I like the one where Monica gets her roommate. <laughs> yes. So um, you find out if anyone is watching them on Netflix or if they have the DVDs or however you're watching this. Um, they all, all the episodes start with the one with, the one with, all of them start out the same oh, way. I didn't know so, that. So, yeah, like, the one with, you know, this one's, like, you know, the one with the pilot or whatever. So, um, I think the one that is the most, uh, besides the pilot, the name would be the one where Monica gets a roommate. That's probably where all the DVDs and stuff So, like this one they just called the pilot? Yeah. Um, oh, okay, but after this, they'll start being called yeah, the, the one. Yeah, the one where blah, blah, blah happens or Got the one it. this or whatever. Okay. So, that's, that's, that's how Friends starts their episodes or whatever, the names of them. Um, so, interesting fact, the characters were the age of 25, 26 at, in the show. Uh, we find out that uh, Ross is 26. He says, I'm 26 and I'm divorced. Mm-hmm. Um, so we find that out. We don't really find out the ages in the pilot of the rest of the friends. We know that Ross is 26, so you kind of get the idea that they're all sort of in that age range. Um, so does that mean that Monica's like 24? Actually, I just realized... A fluke, or like a whoops, um, in that episode, because later on you find out in like the next episode or the one after, um, Monica was like, oh, I can't pass for 20, you know, for you know, early 20s, and she's like, oh, and then Phoebe says, no, oh, maybe 25, 26, and he, she says, I am 26. So that's an error right there, because you find out that Ross is 26, and he's supposed to be the older brother, so that's a little bit of an know. error right there. Um, so... Later on, they kind of figure it out, and they, yeah. he whoops, you know, that they made an oops there. Um, so they're all in that age range. We do know later on that Rachel's the youngest, um, but interesting fact is that the rest of the the characters, or I should say the actors, Jen Aniston and Matthew Perry were really 25 when they started filming. Um, Matt LeBlanc was 27. Uh, David Schwimmer uh, was 28. Courtney Cox was 30, and Lisa Kudrow was 31. Hmm. So they're all... Somewhat around the same age, but um, it's actually interesting that Courtney and Lisa were in their 30s already filming this. So, um, and then this other, and then obviously, like I said, Monica, Rachel, and Ross all went to Lincoln High School, so they knew each other at that point. Um, but they did not go to high school with Chandler, Joey, or Phoebe. No. Or Phoebe. Um, you kind of find out later on, I won't spoil anything now, but you find out later on, sorry, um, that how everyone meets. Okay. How, you know who's who and why, but again, we won't. I won't spoil it for right now. Um, this actually last last fact here was very interesting. I didn't know this before I read about it. So NBC considered Monica to be a quote quote slut when they um, read the first draft of the episode. Originally, she was supposed to you know go out with Paul and basically be nonchalant about it, like whatever, like just hang out. And then um, we figured out that she ends up sleeping with him on the first date. Um, so NBC was like, um, that's going to get the wrong idea about her. She can't, you know, she seems a little bit on that end. We don't want her to get the wrong impression. So NBC made the audience fill out a questionnaire and who was watching uh, the live audience. They actually sided with NBC, um, with the original script. So Marta and Dave had to rewrite the script to make it look like Paul was the, 
a-hole, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that screwed her over, basically. Because originally, that was not the original the original set there. Um, I kind of disagree that that should be an issue, but... Again, again this is the 90s, mm-hmm. so I think NBC wanted this to be... I wouldn't say, like, this is obviously not a family-friendly show. Obviously not, but, like... They don't want to get the wrong idea. They want they wanted Monica to be likable, and they thought Do you that know she wouldn't have been. What kills me though is that it was okay to put that on the guy. Yes. yes. Oh yeah, it totally flipped everything, right? It's fine if he pursues, exactly. but if she does, she's a slut. Correct. So why is yeah? I mean, not that I'm saying that he has this like great persona that people like him, Paul the Wine Guy, because like clearly they make it out that he's not, but. Like, who cares if you sleep on the first date, if you felt a connection? I'm, you know, I don't know. I think they had to rewrite the part where he uses the line to catch her. So she's more into it. She's more, she's very smiley when she talks to Rachel about it. She's all, like, giddy about it, like, you know. And then we find out that he actually screws her over, etc. So that was an interesting fact that I just found out about. Um, because that was not the original, the original script. So they, they, the writers had to rewrite them based on NBC's idea, I guess. Um, but it was actually kind of cool in my opinion that they made the audience fill out the questionnaire as well. What do people think about it? Not just corporate, you know? Yeah. So that's actually kind of cool how they did that. It's interesting to me how NBC, the, uh, the audience sided with them though. I feel like that's interesting. I mean, that was the culture at that time. You know, yeah, so society. Yeah, yeah, I. Yeah, I mean, it was just like the thing to slut shame women. Honestly, is, it it's, I mean, it changed? still is. So like, it's nice that they cared about not portraying her that way. They didn't like want it. They didn't want the audience to think that of her, which is nice. But it also bothers me that people care about it. But that's a whole other conversation. Yep. Indeed. So. Spoken well. <laughs> um, so, our hypothesis for you from you guys. Since I, I won't be participating because I already know. <laughs> <laughs> so, what we think is going to happen in the next episode, or maybe the things that we hypothesize about will just happen in the future sometime. Right. I mean, Rachel and Ross have to get together. They have to. I just know that they have a very long, interesting relationship. But that's all I really know. I don't know the ins and outs of it. Well, I just want them to kiss. <laughs> and then... Um, <laughs> well, they were definitely, like, foreshadowing towards it. You know, he's like, but who would I ever ask out? And then they pan to Rachel, Rachel sitting, sitting alone, looking out the window Sitting in a window with sad music. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sitcom habit, I think especially with friends, when, like, a real serious moment's coming, there's, like, a soft piano in the background. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, a serious thing's going on. Um, and also, like, I really just want to see Monica, like, yell at Paul. I want to see a confrontation. I don't know if it'll happen, but I want it to. And... I feel like Rachel's going to go through a million jobs, but maybe not. Maybe she just stays at Central Park because they seem super nonchalant about their workers. (laughs) 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 I like that. But I, 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 like, this was so much intro, I'm not really, like, sure where things are going to go from there, but, like, I want Ross to find somebody because I feel bad for him. Um, 
I also feel bad for Rachel because, like, you never want to be put in that situation where, like, maybe she felt rushed into it. Maybe she didn't, and it literally was just a realization out of nowhere. But, like, to be put in the situation where you literally are about to get married and you're like, no. And then, like, have to deal with that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and then, yeah, I just really want to see Monica, like, punch Paul or something. That'd be great. I'm on Break his nose. Yeah. I want to see blood. Take all his wine and smash it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see her guy. give him his watch back broken. Oh, that was great. That'd be that great. Was so that great. was great. You can just leave it there. Bam! <laughs> <laughs> Stomp. Oh. Any hypothesis, sir, Kate? No, Meg, Meg said everything. Sorry. I can't, no, it's fine. I can't think of anything else currently that I would... What about Joey? Know. What do you think's going to happen with Joey? He's going to get an STD. Oh, my God. <laughs> I want him to calm down on the ladies a little bit. Well, yeah. But I do appreciate his arms and not his hair. Yeah, oh, his my hair God. is really crazy. It's like a bowl cut. <laughs> it's like a like a flyaway bowl cut. It oh was. Like, he had like constantly, like... Move his head and like wisp it away constantly because always in his face. It's like early emo bangs. It does, was. Chandler, does Chandler get with somebody like in the group? Do like him and Monica get together? I know things and I'm not gonna say. Yeah, anything. we can't. We can't be saying stuff right now, Meg. Come yeah, on now. This is day one. This I'm. Day I'm one. just saying. I maybe. Man, I am so excited to watch this <laughs> with these two because their hypotheses are amazing, and I can't wait. <laughs> To be like, yup, or nope, and, and it's like, oh, I'm excited. I hope you guys are too. I want Phoebe to get like 10 kittens smelly all at cat. one time. Yeah, I know smelly she sings cat. Smelly Cat. Should we Should have like a like a closing line of some sort, like from friends? To like, do you have a good idea of what that could be, or should we ask people what it should be? Yeah, what should our ending statement be? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, what's a good friends quote that we can end the episodes on? Expert. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I helped. No, yeah. I actually, we were talking about that. And I was like, I use that quote a lot where Phoebe was like, I helped. We should have like a, at the end, like what was your favorite? What's like, is there the famous quote from this episode or like, what was your favorite quote from the episode? I liked Phoebe going, I helped. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the one that comes to mind is when Ross is like, uh, or actually I guess Joey says it first. He's like, grab a spoon. He's like, grab a spoon. <laughs> yeah, right. Or whatever. So, like, later on they say and it again. And then Ross is like, I grabbed I a grabbed spoon. I grabbed a spoon. <laughs> that gave me some feels. I know. He's I like so that. real. I really like Ross. I do, too. It's just weird because I've never liked him. He's always just been the one who's like, eh, to me. And yeah. casu- watching it casually. But now He's I'm like, real to oh, us like now. <laughs> Indeed. Like, actually, all the, all the personalities start going out, you know, going more and more. And it's interesting because all six of those characters are in the episode every episode. Yes. So it's interesting to see more of their story individually, but they're always together. I so. like that because one of my complaints about, like, for example, we watch The Walking Dead a lot, and they'll take Ooh, a whole... three words. They should just call it Walking Dead. That's true. Um, <laughs> they'll take, like, an episode, and you won't see... I mean, they're a big crew. They're a family, right? But you, you won't, won't see, like, half of them. You'll see a third of them. And then, like, the next episode, you'll see a different chunk of them. And it's like, well, I kind of want to, like, see them all interact. So, so it's nice see for that. this. It's, like, everybody all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Yep. For the most part, they're all, they're all six of them are always 
they're always shown in an episode, so it's like it's cool. Which kudos to the writers, because that's a lot of personalities and lines and things to get through in a small uh, a half hour segment. What twenty two minutes with yep. commercials? Yep. Yeah. Especially that we find out with, the, with those facts that um, Chandler and Phoebe were supposed to be secondary characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they weren't. Re- they didn't really have a lot of lines. They were just going to be you know people that came in here and there. They realized how well people took to them. So like, all right, we got to start writing more. Like they're going to be more involved. That is a lot. I don't really think about that. That's a lot of work to. Each character is Good this writers. way and this way and this way. We have to make sure, and then come together, they all get along. And how so they all cool. bounce off each other and everything. Yeah. And it flows real well. Talent. Talent. Yep. All right, guys. Thank you for listening this week. And make sure, if you want to watch along with us, to watch the second episode before we talk next week. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye. See ya. What I just heard? Blah 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 blah. Hello and welcome to episode two of Friends Talking Friends. I'm Megan. I'm Chrissy. And I'm Katie. And today we're gonna be talking to you about the pilot episode. Um, so, what's next? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just restart. It'll be easier. Okay.